Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast, a show to raise your consciousness, deprogram and replace limiting and destructive beliefs, reignite your life and ultimately wake the hell up to your true potential. I'm your host and guide, Shannon Riley, and now let's get into today's episode. Hello, podcast family, and welcome to a Halloween special here on the podcast. I love a good analogy. And we know that we know I love a good analogy. And I just literally could not help myself from all of these Halloween inspired perspective shifts. So we're going to dig right into it. But the question I want you to keep in mind as we get into all of these things, and maybe you can pause it right after I say it, but is it spooky season all year long? in your mind, in between your ears, in your mindset, in your internal dialogue? Is it always spooky? And how does that make you freaking feel? If it was for me, I wouldn't be too happy about it. It's not fun to be scared all year round. So just ponder on that. And let's just like dig literally directly in to the analogies I have written out. And you guys, the first one, we're going to keep it light and fun. We're going to talk about Scooby-Doo. Now, hopefully you have seen Scooby-Doo. If you haven't I don't really believe you. No, I'm just kidding. But like, I feel like we all watch this at some point in elementary school or maybe even later. But to give you a quick rundown or maybe a quick refresh or tune up in Scooby-Doo, the episodes, there's always a problem or an issue or it's kind of a spooky issue. And then the gang always goes after that problem and they usually find out that it's just not that big of a freaking deal. It's usually just some dude dressed up as a monster. They get there, it's like 30 minutes, they drag it out and it's this green goblin and they finally get there and they pull off the mask and it's just some white dude (laughs) who's like not scary or like some scrawny scared white dude or some shit like that. And it's just never as big of a deal as we think it would be. And this just goes so freaking perfectly with, you know, either our feelings or our emotions or going within ourselves. Now, 100% of the time, is it not that big of a deal? No, that's obviously not true, especially if you have some bigger repressed or suppressed emotions that are rooted in a pretty severe or even mild traumatic event coming from childhood that you've completely blocked out and forgotten. Uncovering that mask or taking that mask off, is that fun? No, obviously it's not. And I hope that If you do that, you do that in a safe setting with a either a psychiatrist or a therapist or somebody you like seriously a love and trust, but also B has a high emotional intelligence because honestly, you guys love and trust isn't enough in those severe situations like they have to know what to do, you know, like if I love and trust my mom, would I give her surgery? Like probably not because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in there. So if you have those big severe things like You need to have somebody there who knows what they're doing. And, you know, a mom can give you a Band-Aid, but maybe a mom can't help you heal through the thing that maybe your mom caused. So just something to think about. But again, you guys, if for most of the time, maybe let's say 80%, I don't know, I'm pulling that number out of my ass. But most of the time, these things that we avoid or we're scared of these feelings or like our anxiety or depression or being a constantly like busy bee which is like kind of anxiety in a weird way or any of these different things that like you just almost feel and then you're like "Mm, no I'm not gonna do that like we're repressing it it's as if you're dragging out that episode of Scooby-Doo for as long as possible instead of it being 30 minutes or mainly probably like 22 with commercials instead of it being 22 minutes you're making it 22 years and it's like 
at some point, you need to just face your freaking thing and rip off the mask and see what you find. And if it is a scary monster underneath the mask, or maybe it's not a mask at all, it just is a scary monster, at least freaking face it and fight that shit. And that's what like therapy or any of those things are going to be like that we just talked about having like a professional there with you. But again, most of the time, and most I say relatively, but a lot of the time it's not a scary monster. It's just something we have perceived that way or our unconscious mind that is trying to keep us safe. It is forcing us to believe that it's a monster because it thinks that if we take off that mask, some bad shit's going to happen, but that's because it's coming from the version of you that created that and went through that. So for example, if your inner child, the part of you or the version of you that's too years old created a defense mechanism that created the system of you ignoring a certain emotion are you still going to react like a two-year-old as a 25-year-old woman or a 35-year-old woman or a 40-year-old man probably not like you're you'll probably be okay you at least have picked up some skills along the way and you can handle your shit or again get help if you need it but It's not as bad as we think it will be. So we need to go within and face our freaking shit. And if Scooby-Doo doesn't rub you the right way, maybe Criminal Minds does or like CSI or any of the SVU, any of those types of like crime shows where, you know, it's a 48 minute with commercial episodes and the whole time they're chasing down this shit and... They finally get there and they figure it out and the problem gets solved. Like there's a solution at the end of the show. That's the point of a show. Or it could be like one of the scary movies where they like go into the basement and you're like, why the fuck are these dumbasses going into the basement? There's obviously some killer down there. Like no shit. They're going to get murdered with an axe or Freddy Cougar or like some type of shit's going down in the basement. These kids are idiots. They deserve it. Like we go on that rampage, right? And it's just us like trying to protect ourselves being like, oh, I would never go in that fucking basement. Fuck the basement. Well, you guys, it's a great analogy to be like, sometimes within yourself, you need to go down into the freaking basement, get a goddamn flashlight, which would just be some damn courage. And maybe you can bring backup, which would be that like loved one or a therapist or a psychiatrist or a coach or whatever it may be. Like you have your squad behind you and you got to go into the damn basement with your flashlight and just see whatever the fuck you find. And maybe, maybe likely you will find that it's actually not some murderer that's there to get you that's always been there to get you. It's actually just this little white puppy that's also known as your inner child that just wants a goddamn hug and has been waiting for you to come down and get it this whole damn time. It's malnourished. It needs a little bit of loving. That's all that it needs. So in this first analogy of Scooby-Doo and I guess also like crime shows and a haunted basement, (laughs) um, just know that like you have to face your shit. And in that, when you pull the mask off of those things that you think are super scary, those monsters within that you think you have within you, when you pull that mask off, you're usually just going to find either a inner child that needs some love or just the truth of who you really freaking are, your authentic self. Like you will find something that will be beneficial, but you just have to have the damn courage to go and freaking find it. Now, on to the next analogy. So, number one was Scooby-Doo. Number two is going to be zombie mode. Zombie mode, I'm going to be talking about this a lot in the definitely upcoming month and probably just forever because I can visualize it perfectly. But in launching the course of Alive and Aligned, Alive and Aligned is my automated course that's going to be designed to help you be the own leader in your personal growth journey in the aspect of being able to deactivate yourself and 
break yourself free from that zombie mode and wake up to your true authentic self so that you can live vibrantly in alignment. That's the mission behind Alive and Aligned. But we have to start somewhere. And the majority of human beings, we can all agree, especially after 2020, are stuck in zombie mode. And this is just when you're like living so purely unconsciously. You're like a shell of a human. It's the visual in my mind that always comes up first is when you see this like person and it's probably like midnight or it's dark out and all the lights are off in the apartment and they're just sitting on the couch, like glued to the TV, mouth open, drool coming out. They don't even know what they're watching. They're watching like infomercials or stupid ass shit. And there's that glow of the TV and maybe you hear the static in the room and they're just sitting there and they're like a shell of what a human being is supposed to be in this day and age. That's what I mean by zombie mode. So it looks like running old patterns that no longer serve you anymore. It looks like dimming your light just to avoid rejection. It looks like a hell of a lot of negative self-talk going through your mind. It looks like toxic and limiting belief systems that you are aware of and maybe unaware of. It looks like burying or repressing your suppressing your feelings and fearing them like we just talked about in Scooby-Doo. It looks like staying in relationships for way too damn long just out of a fear of being alone or again that fear of rejection. It looks like forcing yourself to be someone you're not and overall it just means you have no idea who the fuck you are. It looks like getting blackout drunk constantly because that's your sense of identity or smoking cigarettes because that's your sense of identity or being a CrossFitter or doing whatever the hell it is that gives you a sense of identity. And it's just doing that to mask the idea of like, holy shit, I am so scared to go within myself. I have literally no idea who the fuck I am. That's zombie mode. And let me just clear my throat. Fuck zombie mode. I hope that was loud and clear. I hope you amped the volume on that one. You guys, no one deserves, yourself included, no one deserves, I don't give a fuck what you've done in your past. I don't care if you're a serial killer. I still don't believe that anybody deserves to be a zombie. We have evolved for four million years to have the best goddamn computer on the planet and it sits for free in between your goddamn ears. You just have to learn how to operate it. You already have the software. You already have the operating system. You just need to become the operator of the operating system and actually compute it well. That is the power of our freaking mind and no one deserves to be in zombie mode. I don't care who you are. You don't freaking deserve it. And don't let anybody try to convince you that you do because that's bullshit and that's their own problems, not yours. So to wrap up this analogy, I want you to just take a moment to get out of your head, get out of your body and look at yourself from the outside in. You can even visualize yourself like looking in the mirror and seeing the whole timeline of your life or maybe the timeline of your present reality over the last year, whatever you feel resonates with you the most. And I just want you to ask yourself, like, am I in zombie mode? Like, am I living unconsciously? Because even 1% of living unconsciously is too much in my opinion and it's one thing to run your patterns and be like totally unaware of it it's another thing to run them and be aware of it so just literally assess yourself and be like how much of me is in zombie mode right now in what areas of my life am I in zombie mode for me I'm gonna be honest here my zombie mode comes wide out when I'm eating food. Like I just become a zombie and I I become a vacuum. I'm a vacuum zombie when I'm eating food. I binge eat and I just lose myself in it. And then when I'm immediately, right when I'm done, I'm like, holy fucking shit. How did that even happen? Like 
where did that part even come from? Like, I don't, it was like, I blacked out and you guys, I gave up drinking and I picked up food. A lot of people do the same thing or they pick up cigarettes or they pick up working out or just get addicted to something else. And I cannot say I'm addicted to food, but I definitely can say that my drinking problem was a binge drinking problem. And now my food problem is a binge eating problem. So recognize in the moment, like, where am I in zombie mode? And are there any patterns here? Did I stop being a zombie in this area of my life and start being in this one? What is the underlying issue within that? Just recognize like, where am I a freaking zombie? And if you are, meaning when you finally admit that you are, because we all are, like I just said, like I have a part of me that's a zombie and I'm working on it. Will it ever go away? I don't know, like probably not. I feel like that's part of being human. It's having that little part of you that still does some shit. So when you finally admit to yourself that one part of you, one ounce of you, 1% of you is in zombie mode, own it. And tell yourself that it's freaking fine, you guys. Everyone is. Like, we all just went through, like, a weird time in human history where we had to lock down and not talk to people and not make fucking eye contact anymore. Like, and everybody's mad at everybody. It's just ridiculous. Like, we're in a really weird space. So it's really freaking hard to believe that you don't have 1% that's in zombie mode. So just recognize, like, hey, everybody is going through this shit right now. I'm not the only one. That gives you a sense of community. Practice some self-kindness of, like, don't be a fucking asshole. Like, this is fine. I'm still living. I'm breathing. I'm fine. I didn't commit murder. So it's okay. And then just be mindful in the sense that you are looking at this from the airplane view, from the outside looking in and you're detaching and observing it and witnessing it rather than being it and being on the center stage with it. But here's the thing about zombie mode, you guys. No one is coming to wake you up and save you from these zombies. That is you or parts of you or areas of your life. You have to wake your ass up and jailbreak yourself from this prison that these zombies that are within you and around you that are creating or else you're just going to be living in this self-inflicted torture chamber forever and it's your personal decision to stay in that is it easy to get out no obviously not but is it worth it yeah no shit because you don't deserve to be a zombie and you know you have to choose your heart is it hard to live in that prison Yeah, it is. It's not fun being a zombie, you guys. You feel like shit. You've dimmed your energy. You're glued to screens or TVs or food or alcohol or sex or spending money or external validation or friendships or whatever the fuck it may be. Like, that's not easy either. So choose your heart and recognize that the prison that zombie mode is creating isn't really worth it anymore. Okay, that is my rant on zombie mode. Now, the next one. It's kind of the last big one. The last two ones after this are going to be quick and fun. The next big one. Here we go. Let's get ready for this. Everybody take a deep breath. Here we go. All right. Haunted houses. Now, haunted houses. We're going to get into this one. I really enjoy. I wrote this one down in the most depth when I was making an outline for this podcast because I had a lot of thoughts around it. It kind of went all over the place. I tried to consolidate it. So we'll see how this goes. But If you get defensive or feel self-righteous over things, this one is probably going to feel like a kick in the stomach or a slap in the face or a little bit of both. So I want you to mentally prepare yourself for that now. So here's the thing. Over the course of our life, we build a sense of self or an identity that gives us meaning and purpose. It gives us a role that we can play. It gives us a character to play in our life story or play or movie, whatever you want to call it. And this sense of self that we build up becomes our home that is full of our thoughts, emotions, beliefs, selves within, which is episode 25 of this podcast. If you have not listened to that episode, 
please, for the love of God, go listen to it. It is literally free coaching. And that's what I do for like two months with my one-on-one clients. And it's in like 54 minutes. So it's very condensed, but there's so much valuable information in there. So definitely listen to that. But in our sense of, or in our sense of self home is those selves within among other things like our past experiences, our goals, and just everything in between. And it's from this sense of self house that we see and perceive the world from. Now I have two different things that I want to talk about with this house. The number one thing is that our walls are our self-inflicted and not always truthful limits in our house. Every house has a couple walls or maybe you don't want to think of a house maybe you want to think of a room whichever one floats your boat but sometimes those walls aren't actually true but that's where we built the limit and like us I mean I don't know about you but we don't really enjoy walking into walls and neither does our mind so it stays very clear of these limits that we have set in place for us so what do I mean by this this could be a belief system of like oh I don't have the time that's a limit or it could be maybe like I'm just not good enough or I can't, I can't dance. That's such a common one or I can't. Here's a great one. Oh my God. Meditation. I can't sit still. That's a limit. That's a wall that your mind is not allowing you to walk close to because it doesn't want to walk and faceplant into the motherfucking wall. So just recognizing that because of this, we never go up to and approach these walls. And because of this, we actually never go through the door that has always been in the wall, but we just never chose to see it because we never got close enough to the wall in the first place because of an overall fear or resistance to that limit or wall that our unconscious mind set in place to keep us safe within this sense of self and identity that gives us security in the sense that this is who we are, right? So hopefully that makes sense to you. But because of this, because we never go near the wall, we never go through the door, this means that we're never going to grow through our limits and we'll end up stuck. And it's in this sense that we literally put ourselves in our own prison, which is not freaking fair, you guys. Just like we're not supposed to be zombies, you're also not supposed to be in prison in your mind. Your mind should not be prison. It should be loaded with freedom. You should feel free and safe in your mind to go and explore the depths of everything within yourself, within other people, within your relationships, within different concepts, within school, within ideas and dreams and visions. Like how the hell are you going to dream big if you can't dig deep in you? Like it's, it's not one or the other. It's both. Like if you can't do one, you are not going to be able to do the other. So just, that's just something to think about when it comes to the walls in our mind. Now, Now, this analogy is about haunted houses, right? So you're like, that had nothing to do about haunted houses. That had to do with walking into walls. (laughs) How is that spooky? To be honest, it's not, but it's valuable information. So take it. (laughs) But now we're going to get into the haunted houses of this, but we kind of have to backtrack a little bit before we do. So when someone attacks our home, I don't know about you, but we get defensive and we want to fight them off to protect our house, right? Like this is the house that I built. I put my blood, sweat and tears into this house or, you know, I pay the rent on this apartment and I'm protecting my house. So ask yourself, what does my defense system look like? And for this haunted house analogy, I want you to like, instead of being literal with this, we're going to be figurative, obviously, because this is an analogy. So when somebody attacks your sense of self house and you get defensive, maybe in this analogy, this is what we're going to do, but maybe that defense looks like 
running out onto your front lawn. That's, you know, it's spooky season. So you have all the blow up things. You have the fake spider webs, the fake spiders, the pumpkins, the scarecrow. You have it all, right? It's decked out. And when you front run out on this front lawn to defend your house, you find that, first of all, we don't even care what's attacking you. You could have zombies attacking you or nothing. I don't care. That's up to you. But where this matters the most is that when you leave the house and then you defend, however that looks for you on your front lawn, and you turn back around, you do not see the same cute and cozy house that you just walked out of that was like had the colorful like pastel pumpkins and like the rocking chair and the white picket fence and like the cute house is no longer there. Now you finally recognize that it's a haunted house that was filled with those zombies that you used to think were very trustworthy people like your sabotage yourself or your socially modified self, which is the part of you that you put on to face other people to receive love and acceptance. Or it could also be our inner judge, that part of you that rips you to fucking shreds or your ego. That's just like constantly berating you and just wants you to fail in everything. The point of this analogy is to recognize that we can get so freaking lost in the thick of the weeds that so often we never take a moment to zoom out and see where we're actually stuck in. We never take a moment to recognize, hey, maybe this cute and cozy house actually is a fucking haunted house. We never recognize this. So when you turn around from your front lawn and you see that haunted house, which is AKA your sense of self that is no longer serving you, do not go back in there. Like you already did your walkthrough where you like, oh, I'm going to go to a haunted house and you like walk through it. You get your shit scared out of you and then you leave. So don't go back in your own haunted house, you guys. Now it's time for you to find your way to your real home within yourself. And uh, that just means that you actually freaking like, like yourself and you feel safe and it does feel cute and cozy and light and warm. And it feels like a fuzzy blanket. It doesn't feel like goons and goblins and spider webs like it's none of that shit it's light and it's bright and it's cozy and it's warm that's the home you should go to and while you're at it pick up a damn apple cider donut on the way home because I mean Jesus they're just the best part of all in my opinion now am I saying that you are just one big zombie haunted house thing no obviously not but there are parts of all of us again that feel that way and I don't want you to when you're leaving your haunted house scene to throw a match on it and burn it down and shame it until it go to go fuck itself no I don't want you to do that that's just a different type of problem that causes shame and guilt which isn't the point obviously what I do want you to do is recognize it and own it and I want you to actually appreciate it and be like you know what like this dark part of me like this shadow within me this haunted house within me this zombie within me first of all it's trying to keep me safe so I can recognize that but second of all like it taught me so much about myself and it gave me so much depth you guys my haunted house or zombie within me it's just my freaking drinking problem like I kind of already touched on it but damn like I was blackout drunk four nights a week like doing reckless ass shit and hurting people that I love so much I was just so sucked into this identity of being the cool girl the it girl that could drink and it's there's nothing fucking cool about drinking gasoline first of all and second of all like I was 
completely just in a fear of abandonment, in a fear of rejection, in a deeper fear of facing my shit and handling my shit. But because of those things, because of that process, I learned so much about myself. That's how I eventually really woke up to my shit. It was the icing on the cake. I was doing it for a while and then giving up alcohol exposed a lot of parts of me that I never would have found if I kept on drinking, even in moderation. It just wouldn't have freaking happened. So it was these zombies or haunted house within me that taught me so much of who I am, which has transferred directly into this business of being a life coach now. Like I straight up would not be a life coach if I was still drinking, which is not an option at all, one or the other. And I knew that, but I just wouldn't freaking admit it to myself. So recognize like, yeah, I have this part of me, but I don't need to light it on fire and burn it and shame it away. No, I just need to accept it as part of me and see how I can make this work for me, not against me. So I hope that that haunted house analogy, well, there's actually two in there. I hope that those resonated with you because they sure do for me. Now, last couple of two, I already said that these would be short and fun, but you know, I was thinking to myself, like when you think of Halloween, what do you think of? Like what there, what comes up? I even searched hashtag Halloween on Instagram and to be honest with you, that hashtag kind of sucks. Like we need to step that one up. (laughs) But from my mind, I obviously came up with Scooby-Doo, a haunted house and zombies, but I also came up with two more. And the first one is a jack-o'-lantern. Like, I don't know the last time I actually did this, but uh, you know, you're just carving them, the pumpkin, and you're letting light shine through it. So this is a pretty obvious analogy. I hope that you can see it. I want you to do the same with yourself. I want you to cut the shit, carve the shit out of you and just let yourself shine from the inside out like a damn jack-o'-lantern. And now the last one, which I actually really like this one as it came together. Another thing that I thought of was like ghosts or just costumes in general. So I want to wrap up this podcast by telling you to build up the damn courage to go into that haunted basement and have the ovaries to stop ghosting yourself and face your motherfucking shit and do the damn work to be your authentic self instead of just wearing her like a goddamn costume one day a year when you feel like it and when it's socially acceptable. Don't be a damn costume. Be yourself. Happy Halloween, bitches. Wake the fuck up.